Hey sports fans, today on Philstar Home Base, we've got Philippine Women's National Football Team member Ava Madarang. Currently playing for Roma Calcio Femminile in Italy's Serie B, Ava opens up to us about the transition and the challenges she faced in moving to Italy amid the novel coronavirus pandemic. She also shares her thoughts on the future of Philippine football and what she thinks about other Filipino footballers competing abroad. Don't miss out and tune in only on Philstar Homebase. So hi everyone, welcome to Philstar Homebase. Today we've got a member of our Philippine Men's National Football Team, uh, Eva Madurang, straight from Rome, Italy. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for giving us time today. Yeah, so Eva, we, first we wanted to catch up, you know, uh, the last time you were here, I think that was SEA Games. Um, before then, you were with Doncaster with the Rover Bells, and now you're in Rome with uh, Roma Calcio. So, you know, um, it was the pandemic, obviously, and then your season with the, with the Rover Bells, it kind of like, it was cut short, you know. Um, do you expect that you would get back to the pitch, you know, this quickly uh, with the health crisis right now? Actually, um, because my season in England was, I think, got cut around probably mid-March, maybe a little bit, maybe early March. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it to, especially coming to Italy, I didn't think that my season was going to, you know, work out. I thought they were going to cancel the season, especially in the beginning. I think I played one game in October, and then the next game I played was in January. So, like, there was a lot of, mm -hmm. like, COVID, um, like, I think a lot of my teammates had COVID cases or knew people or lived with people with COVID cases or like the other teams. And it was the beginning of the season was super hectic. It was just like, I, I thought the whole season was going to get canceled. So I kind of didn't really expect anything coming into this season now, but luckily I was able to play and luckily be able to like, um, continue playing for the last couple months, like week after week. So I'm really blessed for that and thankful. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, COVID, um, obviously you're playing uh, still throughout the pandemic. Do you think that time off and, you know, that uncertainty coming into the season, did were you affected by it um, maybe mentally or even just physically, you know, not being able to train and play the way you normally do? Um, I think physically, I definitely was challenged. I usually go to the gym. I like to go to the gym maybe like four or five times a week to build strength. And I wasn't able to do that. So I had to do an at-home gym kind of thing at home, which is very difficult because I didn't have as much equipment as you would have in a gym. But um, yeah, I think I kind of found like a new love for like other types of like ways I can, you know, do like fitness wise. So like I got into like running a lot. So I would do maybe like a couple miles a day, um, like outside in my neighborhood. Cause usually I wouldn't really, I really just do like my sprints in the morning and then go to the gym, never really did long distance running. So I kind of fell in love with that over the summer, which was really nice. And I kind of found a new love for that. I also, was able to find like other sources to train my skills, but like strength wise was a struggle for me because normally I'm like, I like to lift like super heavy and it was super, it was really hard. I think I went to the gym maybe twice 
because it was like the gym opens oh mm-hmm. yay and then a week later just kidding we closed I'm like all right <laughs> so <laughs> I think with all of that it kind of affected me physically as well as mentally because it was like oh I'm not coming in the season how I usually do so I'm not as strong as I usually come in yes I'm fitter than I usually am but strength is kind of important because I'm a small like person I'm only like five two or something and everyone's usually taller than me so strength Mm -hmm. is probably like one of the biggest parts of my game and mentally I think it was kind of a struggle because I was like ah I'm gonna get the ball and then someone's gonna push me off the ball or I'm not gonna do as well as I usually do but I think it was a good test actually because then you kind of face some a new challenge and then you have to like overcome that challenge so I think in the long run it's good but I think in the moment you're like ah like you know it's you don't, you're not as calm. I wasn't as confident at least, but in the long run, it definitely helped me um, find new ways to, you know, improve my fitness, new ways to challenge myself, which is good, I think. Uh, when In the time that you came to, you know, Italy, I think that was, you know, in the midst of the, the pandemic, uh, you know, going to a different culture, a different country, you know, when, when you move clubs, uh, it's it's difficult enough in normal times and you know to have to do it during the pandemic you know how did it feel you know when you were adjusting and, you know having to be based in another country again um in in Italy I think it was a lot harder than in England obviously the language barrier was like very different so like in England I was able to adjust because adjust faster I would say because of the language barrier I knew what was happening I can read signs I can understand like people if I needed help finding something. Um, coming here, I think it was oh, maybe early September, late August. Um, I had to do two week quarantine and all my roommates speak, spoke English. So, I mean, it was nice because then I you know, can communicate with them. But then once we got out of quarantine, everything was Italian. And we were just yeah. like, what what's happening right now? Like didn't understand anything couldn't really read anything mm-hmm. when we would have to, we didn't even know how to ask if like people spoke English and Italian which didn't help maybe we did one YouTube lesson during quarantine and like <laughs> played on Duolingo and that's about mm-hmm. it. it didn't really help because Duolingo literally taught us for two weeks how to say I eat the apple she eats the apple he eats the apple we're like all right <laughs> yeah. we get it we eat apple but like it was I think in the beginning is so hard but now I'm able to understand maybe not communicate like speak back as well but like I can understand fairly well like simple things not too much hard conversations but like if I need to find out like where to go or what to eat or you know something simple I can understand fair like pretty pretty well I think so now I think it's a little bit easier but before the adjustment and then also just the soccer adjustment was was kind of tough for me yeah speaking of the language barrier obviously this also this would also exist between you and your teammates and the coaching mm-hmm. staff uh, I guess how were you able to adjust in that aspect you know and w- when playing and how did it work uh you know communicating with your teammates both on and off the pitch I would say mm-hmm. I think I still struggled now, but not as much as I did before. Cause before, like, I know I knew absolutely nothing. Like people could say maybe like the simplest thing to me and I'd stare at them cause I'm very confused. But I think I was lucky because our team didn't play for two months. 
but we just practice. Mm -hmm. So with that, I was able to kind of pick up on simple things like if there was men on, you would say Womo, or if there was some, if they were by themselves, you would say Sola. If you want to change the point of attack, you try, you say Cambia or Cambia La Pala. And I learned like little things like that, which was like super helpful because luckily for the two months, I didn't play a game, which was like the first game I played was in October. And that was the hardest game I've probably ever played. Like I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know what my teammates were telling me. They didn't know what I was telling them. It was, it was, that was a hard game. Like I struggled so much. And then when people would tell me things, I would, it would take me five minutes to figure out what they're saying. And by the time I figured it out, the play was over. So like, mm -hmm. I think as of right now I'm doing, I'm still struggling a little bit because there are certain things, yes, that like, I don't understand, or it takes me a little longer to uh, like figure it out than, you know, if you knew the language, but, um, I remember during practice, I think it was like after maybe one of our games, the coach would like start speaking so fast. And I was just like, I, like, it's a good thing. I my, some of my teammates speak English, so they helped me so much. But like, once they first start talking, I'm just like, all right, I'm just, I just, there's no point in me listening because <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was so bad, but now it's like, I understand a little bit what's happening. I mean, not a hundred percent, but I'm able to pick up like a couple words, couple phrases, sentences, you know, here and there. So that's good. And my teammates are super helpful. I'm super grateful for them because if they weren't trying to help me, I would be lost. Like I would have no idea what's happening, yeah. but I'm so grateful that my teammates help, help me out, help some of my other teammates out. Cause um, I have a couple other friends of mine that are, only speak English and we're like a little group, just like we just never know what's happening. So, <laughs> but it's, it's better to be, you know, not alone, but like it's kind mm -hmm. of alone because like you don't know what's happening with the rest of the team. But it's okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, to, you know, hear that you're adjusting well with the help of your yeah. teammates. But, you know, um, you've spent a few months with Roma Calcio, but do you see this, you know, as a long term thing for your, for your professional career? Like, do you feel comfortable, you know, maybe playing, you know, more than a season or two there with in Rome? Um, as of right now, I don't really have a plan yet. I know the season's coming to an end. I have a couple um, ideas of what I want to do. I know I want to continue playing, but I'm not sure if I want to play in Italy, continue playing in Italy or play um, in a different country. Um, but as of right now, I'm just trying to, you know, focus on the season and kind mm -hmm. of we gotta we have two games left I think and we need to win these next two games to stay in Serie B which would be really good because um I know a lot of uh my teammates and like the team like we struggled from from this the beginning basically um so right now it's the primary focus is to win these next two games and then kind of figure out from there if I want to stay um, or stay in Italy and move to a different team or stay in Italy, play for them, or just, I know I want to keep playing. I just don't really have an idea of like, what is my next, you know, move for the next season. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, let's talk about your international career for a while. You know, um, you debuted for 
of the Philippines back in 2017, I think. Um, and, you know, you're, you're naturally a left back. But, you know, in, in the 2017, I think that was uh, AFC Women's Cup uh, qualifiers. Uh, you played as a striker. And I think you got four goals. Was that something yeah. that you were, you know, really comfortable with? I remember being so uncomfortable and I was like always telling my parents like before I think the tournament started, I think we, I don't know, we kept playing like um, we had a bunch of like scrimmages against like boys and like one of the college teams. And I remember just like, I wasn't scoring and I was just like, I don't know if this is the right position for me. Like, I don't feel comfortable here. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, what I should be doing. And my parents were like, or like, just keep like focusing if you can just, you know, get a shot off or they just kept telling me positive things, you know, just to help me out. Cause I was really like, I was, I wouldn't say like super uncomfortable, but it was just like, I felt out of place. But then like, I think mm -hmm. the scrimmage before we had um, to leave, I, we, I don't remember which, I think we played uh, whatever school Bebe went to, I forget, but um we played that. I think that's I USD. Scored. Yes, that's who we played. I was like, I can't, I know there's letters, but I don't know what order they're in, so I'm not going <laughs> to see it. <laughs> I know there was a T in there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we played them, and I think I scored maybe two or three goals, and I was like, wow, like, like just a confidence booster before we went off to the tournament. And then I didn't, to be honest, I don't, I'm not, I like, in my college career, I did score some goals, but I'm not like a scorer, you know, like I just, mm -hmm this is not really the thing for me. Like, and then just having that tournament and like seeing what I can actually do and scoring my, my first game, scoring two goals. It was just like, it was something very different and put me in a different level of confidence and brought me to a different level of like belief in myself. Like, Oh wow. Like I can actually do this and I can like, play a position that I've never really fully played before and kind of stepped out of my comfort zone and been able to, you know, do it for the team and do it for the country and help us, you know, go to the next level in the qualifiers. So that was something that was very, it kind of showed me like, if you stepping outside of your comfort zone, it's okay because you can, mm -hmm. you can still succeed in whatever you want to succeed in if you put your heart and mind to it. So I think that was something that challenged me and challenged me in a good way. Yeah. Speaking of scoring, you know, you scored, I think that was against Malaysia in the 2019 SEA Games. You scored, you know, in the 5-0 route of oh, Malaysia. Yeah. And, you know, I think that was maybe you guys' first time, like in, in a long time to, you know, play with a lot of audiences in, in the stands. And, and, you know, that was a home crowd, you know. Um, I guess... For you how did that feel and was that something that you know you guys in the team you know were talking about when you guys played here in the sea games because you know you compete in a lot of you know competitions but it's not necessarily on your home pitch mm -hmm. i think that game meant a lot to me because um it was like i don't know I remember talking to Ina before the game and I was upset for some sort of reason. And she was kind of like, it's because I think it was because I wasn't really playing too much in sea games. And it, it meant a lot to me because we were in, you know, the home ground of the Philippines. We were playing mm -hmm. with so many, just so many people coming out to our games that were, 
that doesn't really happen too much. And I think I was upset because I wasn't playing too much in C games, but I went to Ina and we spoke and she was like, I have a feeling today, like you're going to score. This was literally the day of the game. Like, I think it was in the morning after breakfast, maybe, or like before one of our lunches. And I was like, I was just, we were talking and she just told me that. And she was like, when you score, she, she didn't even say like, you're, you might score or you possibly can't. She said, when you score, I'm going to run up to you. And like for a keeper, that's so far, that's a far run. Yeah. I was like, okay, like, I didn't believe her. I'm like, all right, you know, like whatever. Like, and then when that happened, it was probably like the last, the last play of the game, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and it was just like, it was a relief. I was so, ha- I was so happy. It meant so much to me to like score that goal. And then just seeing Ina run up to me and it was just, it was a great feeling. Honestly, it was probably one of the best feelings I've had, especially scoring in sea games and in your home turf like that's an amazing feeling that's something that I can't take back I can't like you know do it somewhere else that's it's an amazing feeling for sure yeah you know that was you know the first time that you uh that you were able to play you know in front of a Filipino crowd or you know that that tournament was the first time that a lot of you guys were able to play Mm -hmm. you know in front of the Filipino crowd um you know what did that mean to you you know like being able to see, I, I feel like, you know, it's, there's a difference between when you, when you represent your country and you don't necessarily, you know, see the people in the stands. You know, mm-hmm. What made the difference when you guys, you know, saw the supporters, um, you know, they had banners, they were cheering for you guys. Mm-hmm. How did that change, you know, the kind of, the, like the environment you guys were feeling when you were playing? It was a very, I think when I first realized that we were playing in the Philippines, because, you know, you have training camp, you practice there it's like whatever but I think when you real when you first like the first game we like uh I don't remember which game was the first game but um the first game we all stepped onto the like coming into you know warming up and whatever you're seeing people walk into the field seeing like past teammates from previous years like friends that you've met and even just it's more than that though it's like you have people like screaming your name and you're like, how do you even like people making posters for us? I'm like, whoa, like this is weird. But I think first stepping out before the like whistle was blown, just like to go out on the field right before the game starts, you really realize that there's so many people supporting you, even though it feels like, you know, when you go to a different country and you're playing, there's maybe like, five people that come support you from the game this one it was like I think we reached a max of like 3,000 or something Mm -hmm. that's crazy and just hearing people yelling and screaming for you and like it just kind of boosts you up so much and it makes you feel like like you're not like it makes you feel like you're not invisible it makes you feel like people are actually supporting you and actually like rooting for you and it's just it's just a whole different feeling it was amazing it was like kind of gave me the chills stepping onto the field like like whoa like that that's hard to that's hard to experience not a lot of people experience that I'm really grateful I experienced that for sure yeah and you know speaking of your experience you've seen you know a lot of competitive football in your career you know in, the, in different stages of your career you spent them a lot you know in the U.S. in Europe and now and also in the Philippines you know um you know from your opinion like what do you think 
are the differences between them because obviously you, you've seen opponents from you know all sides you see american football or you see you know european football and then you also see the, the way your teammates play here in the philippines you know like are there distinct differences or are there similarities that you see in their games um i think in the u.s it's very like fitness based i think like Yes, there's a lot of similarities, but the probably one of the major differences in the U.S. is like you need to be like, oh, especially in college. I would say in college, like soccer, you need to be fit. We do a lot of fitness tests. We do a lot of like fitness things, which you don't really do too much in Europe, at least in the teams that I've been in or like tried out with. Like you do more with the ball here. So like, yes, we have our, you know, we'll run sometimes, but the fitness tests aren't like, or the fitness that we do isn't that crazy where I'm like, I feel like I'm going to throw up and die (laughs) because I've had a couple in college where I'm like, Oh my Mm -hmm. God, like, I don't feel good. I have to, I just am not well, but that's probably one of the major things I think in the U S is it's very like super, super based on fitness and strength. And for me, I think I like that a little bit, but then also kind of mixing in other qualities from like different styles of play is a good thing also. So like, I know in Europe, it's very like technical and tactical based. So like here we do a lot of build up play, which I'm, I mean, I'm used to a different style of build up play. So I, I knew I, in the beginning and still now a little bit, I do struggle with that. Um, But, and it's very like tactical. So like, we have to play a certain way and you can't really play it. I mean, you can kind of do your own thing, but like, not really like you have to be super disciplined in like mm-hmm. the style of play. And then also like, excuse me, um, skill wise, like um, for technicality, like a lot of players are super, super technical here. Like you can't really get by, by just, you know, dribbling and changing mm-hmm. directions. Do people do a lot of moves here and stuff like that? So you have to be able to predict and, and kind of also wait in a way you can't just jump in, you know, and get the ball in the Philippines. I think it's, it's kind of a mix of the two because in the Philippines, you have some people that are super, super fast and like crazy wise and like shy, for example, shy is super, super fast and very technical. And it's like, all right, like, wow. Like it, she's so, <laughs> she's so good. And she's so fast. And like, there's all the, I love, um, like other players, like, um, like Bebe is really fast like that too. And then you have also like very technical players like Cam and, you know, like others like Joyce. So you have like players like that, that are super technical, even, even um, Die is super technical. So it's just kind of like the different styles of play that are very like, I don't know. It's like a different technical than here, but then you also have like your fitness wise, like some people are really fast and some people are like smarter on the ball, like Sarah is super smart on the ball and super technical. And she kind of knows where, you know, where to place your ball, where to put like herself. So it's kind of like similar in a way, like every country has their own similarities, but then you have your distinct differences. So like in the, I think here right now, my major struggle is kind of what the style of play is like the build up play and then there's like cert like we have to follow it to the T and sorry, my alarm went off, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so I think it's really nice to have different styles of play kind of like in your, like within yourself. Cause then mm-hmm. 
people you grow as a player and then people don't really know like yeah. you know what what you're gonna do like you're more unpredictable and then it's just you know you grow as a player you you better yourself and you can adjust so much easier to the game yeah you you know you mentioned your your national team teammates you know but and you've been obviously you've been competing with you know people abroad in England and now in Italy um mm-hmm. I guess for me I have a question you know on what do you see you know when it comes to the competitiveness of you know like your fellow Pinay footballers here, do you see them, you know, kind of like maybe pursuing stints also abroad? And if they do, you know, what do you see as, you know, would, would they shine in that kind of, you know, situation? Um, I think, honestly, if you put your mind to something, I think you'll be able to do it. I think there are so many talented players in the Philippines. It's just the lack of resources and the lack of, you know, connections that we have out there um, but I do think a lot of players can play out in Europe can play in doesn't even have to be in Europe you can a lot of these players can play in different even like Japan or mm-hmm. like other countries yeah. that are stronger soccer wise in Asia I think regardless of you know all like the Philippines doesn't have the resources or whatever. I do still think there's a lot of talented players in the Philippines that can play in other countries because I think like I, if I'm able to do it, I'm pretty sure anyone can do it because there's so many struggles that I've been through during this process, not knowing what's going to happen next and yada, yada, yada. I think you, anybody can be in the same area that I'm in right now. Like, I think it's not a matter of, you know, um, if you're from the U.S. where you have more resources or not, I think that a lot of players are super talented. And if they're if they want to continue playing and if they're really serious about the game, um, there's a possibility where they can play in other countries. It's just a matter of um, if you're willing to, you know, try that or or not. I think there's a couple of players that have that have asked me about it also, and I I think if they truly want to fulfill that and they they go for it I think they can make it I really do so yeah yeah we're looking forward to more Filipinas uh you know being successful in football um but you know uh, the, the national team hasn't seen a lot of action uh, in a while you know because of COVID but uh there's a busy calendar this year you know there's sea games there's the AFC Women's Cup qualifiers and you know the, the the postponed AFF Women's Championship which was I think was supposed to be here in the Philippines uh for you personally um is your calendar good for that will you you know will you be available if ever the team calls you up and um I guess how do you feel about the team right now especially because you haven't been together uh, you know for a while I think, like I said, I think we have a lot of talented players, but the calendar is a little complicated for me as of right now. Um, just looking at it, because I know, I think there was like a tournament in August or September or something. Um, but I don't know. I do want to play in those tournaments, but it's a matter of what's happening next for me, which mm-hmm. kind of will dictate those factors. But I do want to continue playing with the team. I think... Yes, we haven't played for what a year, maybe over a year. Well, that's actually yeah. like a year and a half. So I think it's gonna be kind of something where I really hope players are continue to train. I know some people are, but I think it's gonna be an interesting, it's gonna be a challenge, I think, because 
yes, I, there's a lot of talent, but if you aren't keeping up, you know, with your fitness wise and kind of, yeah, I think in the Philippines is a little more difficult because people aren't really playing, but fitness, I think is, is like super important because if you, if you have talent, but the fitness isn't there, you're not going to be able to play continuously and, you know, um, kind of have game fitness if if that makes sense but if you like if you have talent the fitness is going to come easy that's all and we have talent as a team and we've grown a lot from the first tournament that I've been to so I think it's yeah. all possible but it's will it's a challenge and there's nothing wrong with the challenge I think so yeah all right. So, you know, before we go on to the next few questions, I have, you know, a, a little fun segment for you. So it's called Double Team. So I'm just going to give you, you know, two choices and then you don't have to explain it. You know, just just choose what you, you know, lean towards more. So, yeah, if you're ready, we can do it. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. Would you rather score on a header or on a bicycle kick? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> could score on a bicycle kick that would be the coolest thing ever <laughs> I, I will pick bicycle kick <laughs> oh would you rather nutmeg an, oppo- an, an opponent or do a rainbow flick oh geez probably a rainbow flick because i've accidentally nutmeg people on accident so a rainbow <laughs> flick would be kind of cool <laughs> yeah. would you rather play in the olympics or the women's world cup Ooh, that's hard. Probably. Ooh. Because the Olympics, you can go watch, you know, other people's like sports and stuff. I think the World Cup. I think that would mean more to me, the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, Would you rather be a role player in a powerhouse team or the star player in an underdog team? A few moments later. That's a hard question. Probably. Uh, Two hours later. Oh, this is hard. These questions are so hard. <laughs> I would <probably laughs> a. 2,000 years later. I want to say. See, I don't. I, uh, oof. Uh. Uh. Because I like, I like the <laughs> underdog. But then I don't like mm-hmm. being the star, you know? So I'm like, uh, I'll be, I'll do the role player in a powerhouse <laughs> team. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like the attention of being the star? Yeah, I don't like too much attention, but I also like being an underdog. Oh, that was hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, would you rather do leg day or cardio? Ooh, that's hard too, because I like to lift. I would probably say leg day. <laughs> yeah that i mean even though it you know it hurts after leg day you know um i guess for the final one would you rather play you know in the manila heat or you know in torrential rain <laughs> oh in the heat i don't like the rain i hate it in the heat <laughs> i would rather sweat to death than be drowning in rain <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right thank you i mean that, those are my questions and it looks like you had a little difficulty in some of it but you know yeah. you made it <laughs> those were kind of fun but kind of hard <laughs> yeah it really made you think <laughs> it really did wow <laughs> yeah so yeah let's kind of like you know shift the conversation you know outside of football now because you know you're you have a lot of 
endeavors, you know, um, out of football. Uh, can you tell us, you know, just how it came, you know, your photography and also, you know, I saw you that you're making masks during the pandemic uh, and you have Eva's Closet right now. How, how did you get into that, you know, those other hobbies? Were they there already, you know, before the pandemic started or was it just something that you discovered recently? Um, I think when I was younger, I like to make little, I made little bracelets and stuff like for fun, just because I don't know, I was very, I think when I was younger, I was pretty crafty. Like I did a lot of like arts and crafts and I really enjoyed doing stuff with my hands. So the making masks part, I was like, Ooh, like, I don't want to buy a mask. I'm lazy and I don't like spending money. So mm -hmm. I was just like, mm, I don't really want to go to the store and buy a mask. I have a lot of fabric at home. My dad had like a sewing machine and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to look something up and make something. Cause I was just, I knew like, you know, in the beginning people weren't really wearing masks, but it was like the moment where like, it was like, you're going to need to wear a mask everywhere. So yeah. I was just like, mm -hmm. I guess I'll just make one. It's easier. I don't want to buy one. So I think it was something where I kind of looked something up. I made a mask. I kind of posted it. My One of my friends, I think, asked me like where I got it. I was like, oh, I just made it. And they're like, oh, can you make me one? So it kind of started from there. I made maybe around over 300 masks and sold them and kind oh. of, yeah, gave them away kind of to a bunch of people. Um, but it was kind of just for fun. Like it was something like, it put me in a different, you know, the pandemic, it kind of makes you do things that you never thought you could do before. So it was one yeah. of those things where it was like, like, all right, I guess I'll do this. It's kind of fun. It put me in a different like zone. Like it kind of calmed me down and kind of separated me from like, oh, there's a pandemic going on, you know, the stress that it like gave people. And it kind of put me in an area yeah. where it like, it just, I wasn't focused on, you know, the the whole pandemic covid you know doing like being very careful with who you're around like you know being being inside being enclosed in quarantine where it kind of tested you know mm -hmm. my mental strength i kind of just like stepped away from that and enjoyed making masks enjoyed kind of being like oh this is going to somebody in you know like new york this is going to someone in florida like it was really cool like i didn't expect to like kind of do that but it made me feel like, I don't know, like it made me feel happy because I was able to kind of like help, you know, the, not really like the pandemic, but able to provide masks when it was so, I think when I started, it was like the moment where like people were buying masks and trying to find yeah. masks and they didn't want the boring, you know, surgical masks. They wanted something a little bit different. So it was like, for me, something where I was like, this is kind of fun. I'm just going to you know, see what happens. And I kind of sold over 300 and I have friends that still wear my mask today. My mom wear my mask, my dad and my brother. So it kind of put a smile on my face as well as putting like a smile on other people's faces. And then with photography, I kind of, I started photography when I was younger, but I never really like pursued it as an actual like full on career. I started, I think, before high school, and then I took classes in high school, and I found out that I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I think my first class was, like, darkroom, so, like, the actual film, you know, and then you have to, like, develop the pictures and develop the film, which I really enjoyed, and it kind of just went from there. I kind of was on and off throughout the years, and then last couple of years, I kind of did more um, 
like editorial and like creative photography mm-hmm. and kind of like fashion. I jump from like different things. Here in Italy, I kind of do more like landscape and like architecture because I don't really like have too many like model things to kind of do or like brands to like photog- like do pictures with. Um, and then I did a couple like internships within my school. So then I did um, like a media and sports internship um, at Rogers State, which is my undergrad university. And I would do a bunch of stuff with like the sports, which I really enjoyed that. And then here I would do like, um, not really photography, but I started getting into like making like little videos here and there um, with my school here. Um, it's called University of Rome, but I'm in a program called Soccer Management Institute. And I'm like an internship for their social media. So I make a lot of little videos of like our soccer practices, the men's, the women's. And I kind of enjoyed it from there. So it's just kind of been something that always has been with me and kind of helped me um, step into like a creative, you know, space. And I think it's important for people to like, you know, have your fitness, have your, your way to make money, have your own you know, own whatever hobbies, but also having something to put you in a creative space and create something. And, you know, it's, it makes you kind of, I don't know, calms me down. I really enjoy photography and making videos and stuff like that a lot. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess for you, Eva, you know, being a football player, it's, it's your job. And yeah, what's the importance of, you know, having that kind of like identity or maybe life outside of football, like, what does it do for you, especially when you're on the pitch? Um, honestly, it doesn't feel like a job to me. I just feel like I'm just, I don't know, I still feel maybe like a kid kind of, you know, when you step on the field and you're like, ah, like you can just kind of like let go of all the stress that's been like throughout the day or whatever's mm-hmm. going on in your life. Like it's, I kind of just let that go. Mm-hmm. And I just enjoy the moment of just playing with like a ball. It's just that simple, you know, just being able to be able to play with other other people from different cultures. And it just doesn't feel like a job to me, you know, it, it's it feels just like I'm playing a game and I don't know how to explain it, but it's to me, it's it's more than a job, but it's also not really a job. It's something where I can be stress free, enjoy and so I guess it's, it might be a job, it might, you know, give me a name on my back or something. But to me, it's, I enjoy, you know, just, just the simplicity of playing with a soccer ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess just, you know, for, for a last uh, shot from you, you know, what, what are you, what are the things that you want to say to, you know, not just uh, your supporters here in the Philippines, but also, you know, you're, you're building your kind of like your fan base there in Italy, you know, what, what are your parting shots for everyone, you know, who has supported you in your football career? I would say thank you for, to everyone who gave me the opportunity and for people who, you know, follow me and enjoy like just watching me play and like me as a person, Um, I want, I would just say, honestly, like, thank you for the opportunity to literally like to everyone who gave me the opportunity and put faith in me and trusted me. Um, And thank you to the coaches, the teammates and everyone. I think um, once you step out of your comfort zone 
anything is possible. And if you like want to face a challenge, it's, you know, just, it might be difficult at first, but you never know what can happen. So I just want to, I'm very grateful and blessed to have the opportunity to be where I am today and to do what I've done in the past and hopefully continue playing in the future. So I just am very grateful for that. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eva, for being here. And thank you to everyone who's watching the episode. Thank you and bye-bye.